0: Inside the Groove is a podcast which dissects the music of Madonna, telling the story of how the songs were written, recorded and performed, giving an insight as to why Madonna has had a 40-year music career. Still influencing artists of today, Madonna's music has soundtracked the 80s, 90s, noughties and beyond. Find out why as we go Inside the Groove. Like a Prayer was released on 3rd of March 1989 as the lead single and title track for Madonna's fourth studio album, regarded by many as her ultimate bestest ever song, if not one of the finest pop records of all time. This feels like a fitting choice for the final song to be covered by this podcast in this, the penultimate episode. Produced by Madonna along with Patrick Leonard, I'll tell the story of how the pair wrote the song and recorded it very quickly, along with details around the choir, Prince's input, bassist Guy Pratt and much more. I'll also play you the demo of the song, excerpts from the multi-track recording and a chance for you to hear the choir, plus a special cover version that's very close to my heart. I'll tell you about the video and we will examine some of the live renditions including that Eurovision one. The song is legendary. It reached number one in almost every country it was released. It's easier to mention the countries where it only got to number two. France, Germany, Austria, Netherlands and Greece. And bizarrely, it only reached number 30 in Japan. But elsewhere, it pretty much hit the top spot. There's a lot to cover and talk about. So, for now, sit back, relax, get down on your knees. Because you know I'll take you there. Inside the Groove. Welcome to the penultimate episode of Inside the Groove. Before I dive deep into Like a Prayer, here's some important info about our ultimate episode, which is coming on 3rd of December. The final will be happening in front of a live audience in London at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern, with the doors opening at 2pm. The broadcast is at 3pm and a Madonna disco from DJ Neil Prince taking us up to 7pm. You'll be able to listen to it as you normally follow this podcast, though it will also be streamed live as it happens. Now, for details of how to stream the event, simply head to insidethegroove.co.uk from next Monday. We'll also have some exclusive merchandise at the venue. Really, really great stuff, especially if you've seen some of the promo items around it. And we've listened to your feedback. Rather than taking items at the venue, we'll arrange for them to be delivered to your home straight afterwards so that you don't have to carry them with you or around all day. And that final episode will be very exciting. As well as the regulars who have appeared on the podcast over the years, Lucy O'Brien, Peter Falloon and Jonathan Daniel Price, will be premiering the new short film about Madonna fans. It's really funny. Do You Speak Madonna, it's called. And its writer, director and lead, RTO Daily, has flown to London to join the panel and meet you all. Finally, the episode will centre around a brand new chart created by the at Madonna underscore charts Twitter account. It will include all streaming, not just Spotify but YouTube as well and a few other platforms and sales info from over the years to give the definitive chart of Madonna songs. 40 years to the date since Madonna's first single was released in the UK. We've sold 250 tickets already and releasing the final 50. No tickets at the door on Monday 28th November at 9am GMT via the website insidethegroove.co.uk so head over there to buy some. I hope you'll agree this is an exciting way to an end in an incredible three years of the podcast. There will still be the occasional episode online for patrons but i'm not going out without covering of course the gigantic song which is like a prayer like a prayer the album is the moment that Madonna transferred from being a teen star to being seen as a serious artist whilst it's easy to look at the 80s as being the period that Madonna could do no wrong and looking at her chart hits from around that time it's easy to see why things weren't perfect her acting career had stalled Shanghai Surprise had been critically panned and failed at the box office as had Who's That Girl now I know that Madonna fans love this film but the truth is Madonna had been ridiculed for her performance as Nicky Finn and by the end of 1987 Though she had produced hit after hit and been considered a global pop icon Madonna was not taken seriously by the acting world or the musical world Where she was still seen as a sort of perpetrator of bubblegum pop It's kind of easy to see why songs like True Blue or Causing Commotion may have been huge And as I said fan favourites But they weren't what, shall we call them, serious musicians Considered to be good music and Madonna has always wanted to be and deserved to be taken seriously. She realised that it was possible to create huge pop songs that would strike a chord with the record-buying public and also be considered artistically good too. But first, she had to sort out the acting, and in 1988, she played the role of Karen in the stage play Speed the Plough on Broadway. Madonna appeared there from May until December, with her only distraction being to record the new album. However, before she began the project, she recorded a heap of new demos with her collaborator, Patrick Leonard, at the beginning of the year. Certainly by February, they had a bunch of songs on a cassette, with seven of them, including Dear Jesse, Cherish, and of course, Like a Prayer the songs wouldn't be completed and released for over a year. And it's funny to think that that song that we associate with Madonna with long, curly, dark hair was actually recorded by Madonna who had short, spiky, brown, layered haircut the bleach from Who's That Girl only just been cut out. How do we know all this? Well, a few years ago, Madonna's former art advisor, Darlene Lutz put up for auction a cassette of demos recorded by the artist and dated 4th, or possibly the 7th it's hard to read the writing, February 1988 which included these Earlier songs. In 2017, Madonna filed an emergency court order to prevent the item from being auctioned, but in 2019, a judge ruled that the auction could go ahead. So, in order to counteract the cassette's worth, Patrick Leonard released three of the demos from the recordings, which were believed to be put together in order for guitarists to learn their parts ahead of recording session. Here's how Like a Prayer sounded then. think it's more like a true blue track with that drum machine and simple arrangement indeed though it clearly has a gospel sound there is no quiet and madonna is performing her own backing harmonies and you can hear these later on here So the bulk of the album may have been recorded in two weeks, as famously is told, but what gives the track and the album its distinctive sound are the overdubs and live instruments, which were done on the original demo. Pat Leonard has given a number of interviews over the years and I highly recommend the one with Professor of Rock and that's available on YouTube to get his take on it. He said they worked for about three months or so perfecting the song which includes guitars, bass, live drums and of course that fantastic gospel choir courtesy of the Andre Crouch Choir. Pat remembers Madonna suggesting the title during the writing sessions. He had a studio with a number of keyboards in and Madonna was sat kneeling on the floor writing into a legal pad when at some point she looked up and said to Pat how about like a prayer? She She wrote some more while Pat programmed in a simple beat and chords. Then Madonna recorded her vocals, including the overdubs. And that was it. She never recorded them again. What you hear on the final record is what was recorded on the day back in, well, quite probably January 1988. And the song has a distinctive arrangement, with the verses are quite simple and laid back, with the choruses having this huge distinctive beat. The pair worked hard to get the sound just right. And to make sure the verses weren't too flat, Louis Conte added percussion in the form of bracelets on a piece of foam, then tapped them with a piece of metal to produce this sound. And Pat believes that's the secret to how this song moves from, in his words, being really tiny to being really huge again. so what are you hearing here well that's Prince on guitar followed by the slam of the door of Patrick Leonard's house and then of course the Andre Crouch Choir Prince allegedly recorded guitar for the entire song, but it wasn't used. However, his guitar overdubs were later used on Act of Contrition, which was the B-side of Like a Prayer" and also the final track on the album. Instead, the main guitar in the song is probably played by Chester Cayman, elder brother of Model and Madonna collaborator Nick Cayman. Here's what some of his guitar sounds like on the track. And that drum machine was later replaced on the final version by these beautiful live drums. Listen to these. My favourite part of the song, well apart from Madonna of course, is this beautiful Moog sounding bass synth. I think it's just beautiful. And as for Madonna herself, well, this is what her dry vocal sounds like, recorded almost 35 years ago at Pat studio in L.A. Oh, God, I think I'm falling out of the sky. I close my eyes. And dare I say, second only to Madonna is the choir. André Crouch has provided the choir on a number of pop hits over the years, including songs by Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, Elton John, and even Rick Astley on his 1991 hit, Cry For Help. Like A Prayer was recorded by his choir in September 1988, but only after the late André, often dubbed the father of modern gospel music, had scrutinised the song and been certain it was right for him. He listened to the cassette demo recording again and again before conducting the choir, first in a straightforward pass of the song and a further over dub of ad libs, some of which singer Nikki Harris would perform in live versions of the track. Now, I played you the bass part earlier and referred to it as a synth because, well, it is. But you've probably heard some of the great stories from guitarist Guy Pratt about his playing of bass guitar on the track. And it's true that his Spectre NS2 appears on the song, but it's only in the latter part, the bridge, and even then it's mixed in closely with Pat's synth melody. But Guy is a great raconteur and tells a fantastic story of how he played on the record again and again with Madonna yelling more, more, even when he had run out of ideas. Do check out his own podcast and various YouTube Links, where he does a brilliant impression of Madonna being the taskmaster in the studio here's his bass guitar combined with the Moog as it appears on the bridge of the song The video was shot over four days at Raleigh Studios in Hollywood, California and at San Pedro Hills in San Pedro, California. It was only intended to be a three-day shoot, but a cast had been made of actor Leon Robinson who played Madonna's love interest in the movie and would also be depicted as a statue or of a saint in the church scenes. However, it was felt that the statue prop didn't really look like Robinson, which kind of distracted from the whole point of the song. And those particular scenes were remounted with Leon made up to look like a statue. He later said, first of all, I didn't realise how hard it is to be on the back to stand absolutely tall and straight and not move. Secondly, as a performer, you have this nervous energy and my requirements here were the total antithesis of that. And as for the brown slip dress that Madonna wears, well, did you know it was actually originally made as an undergarment for actress Natalie Wood? Well, now you do. In January 1989, Pepsi Color announced that they had signed a deal with Madonna for $5 million to feature the singer in a new commercial, and that this also included sponsorship for Madonna's upcoming world tour. Madonna, in return, wanted to use the commercial to launch the single ahead of its official release. Madonna's appearance was filmed a week after the Like a Prayer shoot, by which time she had a blonde streak placed in her hair as part of a test for her upcoming role in Dick Tracy, which was to be filmed in a few weeks after that. With choreography by Vince Patterson, the song is used to great effect and the commercial aired during the break for the 33rd Grammys, also in February. Two minutes long and called Make-A-Wish, it showed a current Madonna reminiscing about her past and younger self, which in itself was a nod to some of the themes on the upcoming album. Directed by Joe Piketer, an estimated 250 million people watched the short when it was aired during the ad break for The Cosby Show a week after the Grammys, and a day after that, Madonna released the Like A Prayer video, premiering on MTV. Well, its images of burning crosses, stigmata and Madonna appearing to be in a sexual relationship with a black saint was too much for conservative America. But Pepsi explained that the creative difference between their ad and Madonna's own artistic vision was separate. However, they ultimately caved to hardline christian groups and pulled the ad and also sponsorship for the concerts. The Like a Prayer tour was not to be. But Madonna got to keep her money, and that small loss was ultimately to our gain. When Madonna eventually toured six months later than planned, we got Blonde Ambition, and it's possible that the I'm Breathless album and perhaps Vogue might never have happened had the original tour gone ahead. And of course, Like a Prayer featured heavily in that concert, this time with a live version which drew much from the Shep Pettibone dance remix of the song. For a decade, Madonna will not give much acknowledgement to what was already her biggest hit, and there wasn't another live performance of the song until her promo tour of the American Life album in 2003, subsequently reworking it with Stuart Price for the Reinvention tour. Always with a looser arrangement, Madonna has never performed a version of the song which resembles the original version, despite the success of the video, which holds that as its soundtrack. With rumours that Madonna is about to go on a greatest hits tour, which may even be confirmed by the time you listen to this episode, the last big performance of the song does, however, not have a happy story. In 2019, Madonna performed at the Eurovision Song Contest as part of her launch for the Madame X album. Perhaps not being aware of Eurovision in the way it's enjoyed in Europe, Madonna's rather serious set, which also included upcoming songs Dark Belly and Future, failed to ignite the audience, not least of all because her singing on like prayer was woefully out of tune. But when Madonna published the video to her own channels a few hours later, her voice was mysteriously in tune again. Here are some comparison clips. This is the official Madonna version. And this is how it sounded when it aired on TV. Here's another, well, I guess auto-tuned version. But this is what us at home heard. But people in the audience at the venue claim that she sounded great and not at all out of tune. My theory, it was always intended to be a lip sync version and that what the live audience heard. But Madonna was singing into a mic expecting the vocal to be muted and then the pre-recorded one being used. But for some reason that's not what happened. A cruel trick, a mistake we'll never know. But in true Madonna style, the bad version has been erased from history and only the pristine and corrected one remains on her YouTube account. Well, that's why we all love her. When I got married in 2018, we wanted the song performed at our reception. My husband's niece, Bethany, has a fantastic voice, but I only wanted it to happen if I could make it sound good and it could be the original album arrangement. Come on, you guys, you've known me for nearly three years. Would you expect anything less? I wasn't going to be part of the group, obviously, but joining Bethany would be my friend Reese on guitar, Johan on bass and Ty on drums. Good Welsh names for you. I pre-recorded a backing track with me playing all the synths and used the original Andre Choir stem, which had leaked on the internet we spent ages getting it to sound good but it was never quite right the snare sound on the track is so distinctive so in the end Ty's drums which were a hybrid of live samples, were loaded with the snare hit lifted directly from the 12 inch version of the song I was really pleased with how it sounded in the flesh at our nuptials absolutely fantastic and being the Madonna fan and control freak I am I had it recorded as a multi-track and I'm going to end the episode playing an episode from you in true Madonna. Donna style, I've actually auto-tuned Bethany's vocals a little. But in the meantime, now you've had the penultimate, don't forget to tune in for the ultimate on 3rd of December. Perhaps I'll see you there in person. If you do visit the website, inside the groove.co.uk you can also buy exclusive items from the shop and use the code BLACKFRIDAY all capitals for some deals. So, thank you for coming with me on this journey. We've almost landed. But in the meantime, Here's my niece Bethany Shea singing Like a Prayer. Until the final time, take care. Voice, feels like